Welcome to Co-Creation Station with Colin and Stephanie, a podcast about the law of attraction, the art of allowing, spiritual magic, and how to enjoy this strange and miraculous journey we call life. Thanks so much for tuning in. Now here are your hosts, Colin and Stephanie. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Co-Creation Station, the podcast where we talk about spiritual magic, the law of attraction, the art of allowing, the mind-body-spirit connection, and how best to enjoy this mystical, miraculous, mysterious, sometimes confounding, man, I used to really well, sometimes confounding, but always incredible journey we call life. Uh, my name is Colin. I'm a teacher, tarot, oracle card reader, and a singer and guitarist in the band Red Treasure, and I'm located in beautiful, sunny North Hollywood, California. My name is Stephanie Orlina, and I am a transformational life coach, helping people shift away from negative thinking, and it transforms their lives, and I'm in San Diego, California. We want to thank you so much for listening to our podcast. If you're listening to the audio version on Spotify, the Apple Podcast app, or wherever you get your podcasts, and thank you for watching us. If you're watching us on the Co-Creation Station YouTube channel, um, if you enjoy the podcast and feel called to like this episode, give us a review, subscribe to or follow us um in some form or other uh, we encourage you to do so as it really helps other people find us and we really appreciate your acts of support i want to make sure i mention too if you'd like to write to us um you can do so at co-creation station no punctuation or spaces there and then 1111 at gmail.com and also um we try to respond to all comments that people put on the videos so if you would like to mentioned something that um, you thought was really great that we mentioned or suggest a possible topic for a future episode, something like that, um, please feel free to leave a comment. Um, we'll do our best to get back to you. Um, so we start our conversation from a different jumping off point every week. And in our friend time before the podcast, uh, Stephanie mentioned that a few weeks back, we did a thing where I pulled an Oracle card and uh, we had no idea what the topic would be, but we pulled the Oracle card and then we talked about that. Um, for the episode and Stephanie said she enjoyed that immensely, which I did too. I thought it was really cool. So she asked if we could do that again. And I said, of course. And so I actually pulled the card before we hit record this time around. But um, so this again is we're using the same deck we used last time, which is the Oracle of the Energies deck from uh, Colette Baron reed one of my mentors Thank and you. heroes. Thank you, Colette. Yes. And the card I pulled has a picture of a fox and a sort of starscape there for those of you listening. Um, and it's called Ears Wide Open is the name of the card. It's very beautiful. Is that number 33 in the corner? And it is the number 30. Yes, the, the cards in this deck are numbered sequentially. And this is number 33, which what's what's three in numerology again? I always forget. I have no idea. We'll look it up. One time when you start talking, I'll, I'll look it up. <laughs> All right, but let's read the uh, explanation from the book that um, little booklet that Colette provides with the card here. So the key concepts of this card are deep listening as a gift we give to others, understanding someone else's needs, showing focused attention, tuning into another and letting go of our ego's need to be heard ourselves. Um, and the what she's written here about it is the world is constantly speaking to us and offering us clues about what is really going on beneath the surface of things. We all have the capacity to hear beyond the noise that reaches our ears. The challenge is when we feel misunderstood and unheard. When we feel insignificant, it's easy to overexplain ourselves in an attempt to get acknowledged. Now is the time to let all of that go. Offer your attention as the gift it is, as the great gift it is. Sorry. It's time to stop multitasking, stop checking your phone, stop thinking all the time about what you're gonna do or say next and doing all the things that keep you from connecting fully to the present moment. Whenever we are in a state of chaos and distraction, paying attention to only some of what is being said, we lose the ability to pick up on everything, including that which is not being said. Deep listening is the way in which we immerse ourselves in the truth of the world. In this way, with our ears wide open, we also open our hearts and our minds to, to, to understand more than what is conveyed through words alone. Opportunities arise from the subtle cues we miss when we are not 100% present. Purposeful, open listening is an act of trust, respect, and intimacy. 
when you are in this space of receptivity, letting go of the need to be heard or to be right, you can become expansive and alert. Oh, you become expansive and alert to meaningful potential. Right now, keep your eyes wide open and you will find more than you were searching for. Wow. <laughs> Thoughts? That... Reactions? Hot takes? <laughs> <laughs> did that did that land with you? Like any of it? Yeah. It did with me. Did it not with you? Um <laughs> not so much, no. But I would love to hear your take on it. Yeah, we can talk briefly about that. I could pull another one if you want. Um, we'll go for the right. <laughs> well, I mean, we did an episode about receptivity uh, a few months ago, which was a topic that I wanted to talk about. And I think that, um, you know, I have found it's easy to get with, with the art of allowing for me and trying to work with the law of attraction. It's easy for me to fall into this pattern of thinking it's one thing, which is sort of like, you know, visualizing and then feeling good all the time and then going and living my life. And in one way, I guess you could say it is sort of that simple, but a lot of times what sneaks in there is when I, the, the last part where I go out and live my life, I'm still trying to like control things mm -hmm. or I'm blocking things mm -hmm. in ways that I'm not even like fully aware of. Mm -hmm. And like sometimes, like if I get too attached to like how something should happen, <laughs> we've talked about this many times, yeah. But if I get too attached to how something should happen, like I might, I'm just, I'm trying to think of something I want. Like there's times when I've written down like what I really want to manifest. And it's not like a car. It's not a thousand dollars in cash in my bank account. It's something more like, I want to have some peace around this area of my life where I'm experiencing some chaos or turmoil. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, and I think that that, and I may, I've had times where I think, well, that will have to come in this form like the yeah. universe will have to take this person out of my life who's causing right. or yeah. something like that and how sometimes it actually shows up is i'm in a conversation with someone like you or my sister or a friend another friend and i'm not thinking at all about that thing that i asked for mm -hmm. but i'm paying close attention to what they're saying and they say something to me and i get this lightning bolt of awareness of like mm -hmm oh my gosh, we don't need that person in my life to leave. I just needed the insight that you just gave me, which is how to treat that person with love and let them go. Like, and that came in this way that I could not have predicted synchronously. Like I asked for it, the universe heard it, the universe brought it to me, but it brought it to me in this, you know, I'm expecting like I go to this thing where I see this person and like, yeah, somebody's going to tell me that yeah, they left yeah. or they moved to Colorado or something. Like that. <laughs> but it actually like the next day I have a conversation and that peace comes to me through an entirely different way. But in order to get the gift that way, I need to do exactly what this card's talking about. I need to be mm -hmm. present. Mm -hmm. I need to not be so attached to the how that I thought it had to work, you know, how I was going to get it. Right. that I'm open to it coming from any way. And that I think those two things come together is like receiving the gifts from the law of attraction is helped by me not being distracted, not being like stressed out about things that are happening tomorrow uh, or stressed out about things in the future that are probably not going to happen, but my imagination wants to play them in front of me like a movie yeah. and get upset about them. Yeah. But really just being calm, being content, being at peace with myself as much as I can. And just showing up, right? Showing up, yeah. Yeah, just showing up, doing the next indicated thing. Yeah. And and then, like, I like to think of it as, you know, just feeling as good as I can in the moment. Yeah. Like, you know, self-care, like what, or, or noticing how I'm feeling and, like, if I'm feeling bad, just being like, oh, look, that thought doesn't feel good. Oh, that, it's not because of you know, that's wrong or whatever. It's just like, oh, that's just guidance for me. Like my higher power, my inner being, my higher power, whatever isn't focused on that. That's why it feels so bad. It's that separation, you know, it, yeah. I don't know that we can talk about that enough about what, what our emotions are really about, our guidance system. It's like when I feel good, I'm connected with my higher self and I'm a vibrational yeah. match to all that I want. And whenever I feel bad, it's like, oh, I'm, 
I'm separating from who I really am. And that's that, that's the negative emotion. And I love when Abraham talks a lot about how you ask and it's given, it's done energetically. It exists. Like I keep listening to their one it's done. They have, it's like a three minute video on YouTube and you can just Google in YouTube, just key in um, Abraham Hicks. It's done. And there's a video in there that's three minutes and she just goes on. It's done. It's done. It's done. It's done. And she's like, what does she say? She says, um, it exists vibrationally. Just it's done. I love it. She says, Abraham says in your physicalness, you are so insignificant to its doneness. It's done and it's perfect. It's done. It's done. It's done. And so like when you asked, you know, you put that out there and then you just went about your day and then we just, you know, take good care of ourselves, do the best we can in the moment. And then in a way we, I would, could never imagine like you got the the answer to what you were looking for. You got the solution in a way, even like, you know, I just house sat for a week in this beautiful home. I didn't even know that was going to happen. Mm. But I've been doing this work. I've been going to neighborhoods like that and just enjoying the ocean and, you know, being in that energy. And yeah, I'd like to live like that someday, but just being in that energy. And then I attracted this situation. I didn't know. I never in my wildest dreams could I ever have imagined last week happening. And yet there it was. It's interesting because now you've opened the doorway because before, um, in front time when we were talking about what we were going to talk about, I said yeah. I had a topic that I wanted to talk about. <laughs> you said you wanted to pull a card. <laughs> like, all right, let's pull a card. And you've led me right to where I wanted to go. So it wasn't the card. Oh, cool, right well, on. The card was how a part we- of it. Yeah. Yeah. I so mean, what was it? Well, what I wanted to say about it first is like, I, I wanted to highlight the point you made, which is I think for me, What's one of the tricky things about what the card is talking about is, you know, it's saying, keep your eyes open, keep your, keep your ears open, you know, but, but the thing is like, if I'm in a good feeling place, like if I'm in something that if I'm present in something, like if I'm dancing and having a good time dancing, like my ears and eyes are wide open because I'm just like in alignment with my higher self, I'm in alignment with the universe. And that means I'm in a receptive mode to like anything that happens. And I would say like most of the time that I'm in that kind of blissful state when I feel really connected, that's when like, like you tell me stories all the time of like, you know, you're riding your bike, which makes you so happy. And then like all these things happen on the bike ride. You know what I mean? It's never like I rode my bike today and had a great bike ride. Like I'm none of your stories are like that. It's always I was on my bike and I was so happy and I started tooling around and then like, you know, this happened and this happened and I bumped into this person and we had this amazing talk and they told me about this yard sale. And so I biked over the yard sale and I found this thing that was so beautiful that I've been wanting, you know, all that stuff. So, I mean, I think that it's a little, I don't want to say misleading, but it's like, it almost makes it sound like, well, you make sure your eyes are open, make sure your ears are wide open. It's sort of like with that. And I'm not, I'm sure that's not what Colette is saying, but it's like, uh, it, you know, what I get out of that is be easy with everything. Like don't, because you can have your eyes wide open. Well, but she said ears wide open. She didn't say eyes, right? She said ears wide open. Yeah. Yeah, But I mean, for me, it's the same sort of like, I, like if I'm listening for what I asked for, like, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? If I'm looking for what I asked for, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? That's not what she's talking about. And that's where I'm not really present because I'm in my ego. Like, well, I visualize this thing better show up, you know? instead of being easy and being in flow and being like, so what I wanted to talk about though, is when we talk about that process, one of the metaphors that Abraham used on one of the workshops I've listened to probably multiple ones, but which I really love because I think everybody can relate to this one is when she says, um, you know, if you order, if you order a book on Amazon and it says, you know, you've placed your order, it's going to, you know, if you have prime now, it's like, it's going to come like, um, very soon. <laughs> um, you don't, most people don't worry about whether or not it's going to show up and they don't, they don't go back and check Amazon like six times this later, the same day. Generally. To make sure that <laughs> Amazon still has the order and you know, whatever. and you might be, you might check to 
see if it's come or not because you want to make sure if they're dropping it off your porch that you don't get victimized by a porch pirate you know but yeah. but for the most part people people don't assume that like they'll order from amazon and like it just may not show up but when we visualize things using the art of allowing to work with the law of attraction a lot of us don't have that same sort of faith like we have more faith in amazon than we do in the universe <laughs> which know, is a why little is that but where it where it gets hung up for me is amazon actually tells me what day yeah and the tells universe doesn't day. tell us that but yeah. you know what i always think like yeah i want to know but do i really want to know because that's part of like the magic and the mystery of life is like if yeah. we knew everything when it was going to happen do, do, do. Like, I think that's where we come from, where we know everything. And we came here to earth to play because yes. of that, you know, like not ignorance, but like the shield is over and it's us to like reconnect to who we really are and discover that we're powerful and amazing and we can be, do or have anything easily. Um, but yeah, we, the universe doesn't say, like I always tell people, God doesn't say, okay, Stephanie at 10 AM on Monday, October 18th, I'm going to blah, blah, blah. And you're right. going to get dot, dot, dot. Um, right. It's more of like, I think that's what I'm in that phase of trusting like God and higher power. And I was telling you, I think before, no, I said it here. Um, it's done. It's done. It's done. It's done. It's done. Yeah. The order has been placed. Yeah. It's done. You've asked, it's been given. But here's the thing. So the larger topic that I was thinking of talking about, which now we're in, is timing and i agree with you that um i think the easiest thing to do is to do the it's done thing which to you don't have to get any more complicated than that but just to explain a little more is it really what you're saying is i'm not going to have any anxious thoughts or fear thoughts about the timing i'm gonna allow it i'm gonna understand and we talked about this in the episode with my sister a few weeks ago about i'm not gonna try to barge into the universe's control room and hit the speed this delivery up button. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to <laughs> and then screw it all up. Right. right. Oh, that I'm wasn't the right button. Shoot. How do I undo that? Being at the controls or these series of beings at the controls know what they're doing. And they know that, you know, like if I want a new car and I was in control of when the car showed up, I could do something like the car could show up and then it actually would have negative effects somewhere in my life, somebody else's life, whatever. <laughs> I actually did that with a car one year. Oh God, it was horrible. Yeah. But if I let the universe deliver the car when is the right, perfect timing according to the universe, that's the best time for it to arrive regardless of my opinion about it. However, the other thing that Abraham does talk about, and I think it's interesting and I've struggled with this too, is people can get, people can take that too far and can get into a like I've done this with visualization. I realized I was doing this with a visualization recently, where I'm visualizing something I desperately not desperately. I was gonna say <laughs> that's interesting. Uh, I very that's much okay. want. I very okay. much want however, I'm also visualizing it in a way that has to be far off from today in the future, way off. Uh, mm -hmm. And I remembered after a few days of doing that, because I loved being in the I, would, I was doing this guided meditation for it. So I was like really happy because I was in this thing that I really wanted to yeah. have and mm -hmm. circumstances and everything. And then, but then as I would think about it at other times of day, when it would just occur to me, I'd start to get depressed and I'd be like, mm. wait, that's not supposed to be happening. What's going on there? And what I realized is, oh, like I'm not worrying about the timing in the visualization, but I actually created a visualization where it's so different from today that I've created it like it would have to be many years from now the Got way it. I created it. Okay. And so when I snap back at, out of the feeling of being there, mm -hmm. what I'm really in contact with is, well, yeah, but it's going to take forever to get there. Yeah. And I think Abraham has talked a few times that I've heard in a really good way about like people don't practice patience the way that is the optimal way with the art of allowing. Patience means not worrying about the timeline. Patience means not getting agitated that it's not here yet, but patience is not resigning yourself to, well, I'm sure it's gonna take a really long time, so I guess I have to be patient. 
Yeah. Like, cause that is actually a vibration of you're telling the universe to keep it away from you for a while because you're not ready for it. And that, that'll actually delay it. So there is this kind of tricky middle ground, which there is a little through just about everything in life somehow. Right. <laughs> <laughs> this middle ground of like, don't tell the universe like, well, it has to be here by Friday, but also don't tell the universe, well, it can't be here until 2025. Yeah. Like l whether it's gonna come here fast or slow or you know this year or next year, like leave it entirely up to the universe. Because if you do that sort of like what I did, which was like, well, obviously this isn't gonna come for a long time. The universe is like, oh, okay, well then obviously it's not, you know? <laughs> well, and it's that vibration. You're practicing the vibration right. of it being a long time. And so right. you're practicing that. And so that's what we yeah. get, right? Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, they would talk. So they talk about, feeling it seeing it from the end result yeah like because there's something i'm wanting to i've been wanting to manifest for a while and um i keep going like oh but then this has to happen and this yeah. has to happen and it's like not necessarily that's just in my you know limited human thinking like spirit can make something happen like that yeah and so it but. goes back to just but, seeing it as done and feeling it as it's done. And what does that feel like living it now? Yes. But you just brought up another good point. Because uh, what's really interesting to me is how they talk about timing in the film, The Secret. Um, because they mentioned what well, you just mentioned that the universe could make it happen like this. But then there's a couple of things that they also tell you is like, number one, there's usually a delay. And a delay is a good thing because if we just manifested things immediately, um, it would, I don't know how else to explain, but it would be a real problem. <laughs> like yeah. It, Cause I'd be like, I want that car. I have that car. And then I'd see another car. I'm like, oh, I like that car. I want that car. And then I'd have like right. 50 cars. Right. Yeah. And it, and the flow of the universe just wouldn't work. And it sort of seems like the journey of being on a human experience, being a spiritual being as we are, but being on this human journey, part of the deal is us working with clock time and having our journey spread out over time. And that sort of instant manifestation, if we literally could just snap our fingers and make things happen, we, we would in a weird way be stepping out of that. And so I don't want to get too yeah. airy fairy about but it. But stuff but does happen that fast. Some, some stuff does. Because but like when- there's some sort of delay, even if it's- Yeah, I've had, stuff you and i experienced the picture you know the a yes. picture of us in the vortex i think it it was like an hour later after i had said that we were holding well, in our hands well a picture of us that's a great example though because so for people who didn't listen to that episode we wanted to have a really great picture of us taken together there was already a picture a really great picture of us taken together i assume because we were both in the vortex at the Abraham show with Wayne Dyer and the photographer took our picture and that was the one we wanted. Right. And then that specific day we were talking about it. Right. So the one, so we had, so yeah, I don't know how to tell the story briefly, but yeah, so <laughs> we, we were at the Wayne Dyer Abraham event in Anaheim. We wanted our picture taken there because we were both feeling great and in a good mood. And then the photographer actually, so there wasn't much of a delay there because the photographer took our photo very quickly. Right. Yeah, but I'm not talking about that. But well, I understand. But there's yeah. like three different timing things. I, <laughs> okay. Three different timing things. Okay. So the photographer taking the photo happened very quickly. There was very yes. little delay there. Yes. But the photo that he actually took took a very long time for us to find out. And thank God, right? Because this story is so <laughs> badass. This and is such a great story. story. Yes, and I'll I'll put in the description where we tell this because I don't want to I don't want to take like a forty five minute other episode to retell. <laughs> yeah, we'll tell you. It wouldn't you. take that long. It's in season one somewhere. <laughs> but, um, but so then, then before we get the picture, before we find out what happened with the photo that got taken in Anaheim, when while that is still a mystery, and a while after it was taken, we were back in San Diego um, at lunch talking about how we really wanted to have, do I have this right? We were talking about how- We were, no, we were we were at your car and we were deciding yeah. where we were gonna go. And we're the much, yeah. you were showing me your birth, your Christmas gifts from your mom. 
which were the book and the DVD of that Anaheim event. And then I said, I didn't have the heart to tell my mom I was at this event. Uh And then, um, and then I go, yeah, I called them to see how I could get that picture of us. I know it's going to be a great picture because anytime anybody takes a picture and they're in the vortex, it's always a great photo. And then, and then we were going to Old Town Mexican Cafe. And so we right. drove separately. You know, it took like 20 minutes from where we were to get there. We order our lunch. And after we order our lunch, this woman walks over to us with a camera and says, may I take your picture? And I start laughing and she looks at me like I'm crazy because what's so funny about that? And of course, anytime we're together. Sorry, we're telling the whole story again. But it should be said, we had been to the Old Town Mexican Cafe for lunch in San Diego several times together and never had a photographer. I've never even seen a photographer there before that. So, So in the parking lot, though, we had talked about how we were really, we still didn't have the photo you had talked about how you called hay house and asked about the photo we weren't at the parking lot we were down the street from where we had met okay in kensington okay chatting (laughs) we're not only telling the story again we're telling it like because it's not it's not going to take that long to tell the story (laughs) and people are going to want to hear it so um But, but we had been talking so that's what i'm saying about the timing is like but we'd been talking about gosh that photographer took us took our photo whatever it was a month ago in anaheim no, it, must- it was almost a year. Oh, okay. So it was much longer. Yeah. It, it, it must have been such a good photo. We, and we were in the energy of like, gosh, we really would love to have that photo. And so then we go into the restaurant. Yes. Yes. Now yeah, we drive to the restaurant. But I mean, so now we're talking like 20 minutes maximum. Yeah. I mean, when we were talking about being, and we were in the energy of like, wow, we would really yeah, love. Yeah, probably 30, 35, us. whatever. Yeah. And then the photographer in the Old Town Mexican Cafe takes our photo. So again, very immediate, but she has the ability to give us the photo like 20 minutes later. Like, no, she says, I'll be back. I go, how long will it take? She goes, 10 minutes. 10, okay. <laughs> issues with time. Yeah. No <laughs> but so that we go from, you know, talking about it to having the amazing photo of us yeah. in our hands yeah. in the span of 30 minutes or less. I have it. I'm going to, sh- did I show it last time? No, I don't think we've ever showed that photo. I have it. I'm right back. Okay. You keep talking. Didn't, weren't you saying, oh, no. <laughs> but yeah. So anyway, so the point that I was trying to make about timing is that we were in the energy of wanting a great photo of us in Anaheim at the event with Wayne Dyer and Abraham. And we got the photographer. That timing was fast. But the actual photo, we didn't find out. We didn't see it or find out what happened to it for over almost. I haven't, I haven't seen this picture in so long. And then the Old Town Mexican Cafe uh, picture, we manifested not just the photographer taking it. That's what's interesting to me is like we, the universe, it's almost like we were more specific. Like we don't want a photographer that will just take our photo because we had that happen and we never got the photo yet. <laughs> want the photographer to be able to not that we said this but like i think that's what we wanted is like we want the photographer to take our photo and for us to get it because we want to have it and then that's what we got so we actually look like a couple (laughs) i know this is yeah we are we are we're we're a soul couple (laughs) valentine's day Uh, but yeah so so the timing so that was Muy rápido. <laughs> very fast. Happened very quickly. The photographer in Anaheim happened very quickly to when we were asking for the photo. Right. Yeah. The actually getting the photo at the Old Town Mexican Cafe that happened very fast. Yeah. But actually being able to see the photo that was taken the original in Anaheim photo. took yeah. a really long time. Like ridiculous. <laughs> like why on earth did yeah. it? I mean, once you hear the end of the story, you know, like why it yeah. took so long, but. So, I mean, I think that that's really interesting. It's like, as humans, we were like, look, we just want a really cool photo of, a, of us taken by a professional photographer. So we're not like doing some sort of lame selfie or whatever. Um, how, how, how complicated does this have to be? But meanwhile, the universe is cooking up two amazing photos plus a whole thing that we never even envisioned, which is the photo in Anaheim ends up on the deep. <gasps> I know, I hadn't thought about this in so long 
at the end of the Hay House DVD, because when so that's I had forgotten the part about that when we talked before going to lunch that day in San Diego that I had the DVD in my hands, but so we did have the picture and we didn't even know did, it. Yeah, it <laughs> I just thought about that but too. At some point yeah. afterwards, I go back to Los to North Hollywood. I go, I watch the DVD, and my was it that my mother had told her? Your the, mom said you're like. I saw you guys in the DVD. You guys right. are in the I DVD. I, was, I misinterpreted that thinking because they had cameras panning the crowd during the event. And I right. thought, oh, she saw us sitting together because we were sitting on an aisle towards yeah. the back. Yeah. But we were sitting on an aisle. I was like, oh, yeah, the camera totally could have. So I am like doing like this CSI Miami, you know, study of this DVD in my apartment. And I'm like pouring over, I'm freeze framing and like, pouring over every second of this You're DVD. You're like, my mom's nuts. We're not in this DVD. <laughs> like, and there's no shot that even remotely shows where she's, we're sitting. How like, could she say that she saw us? There's, we're not in this. And I think I went through the main part of the DVD where they show the talk between Abraham and, and yeah. Wayne with the crowd shots in between like two or three times, like the entire, and it was like a two hour event or something like that. And finally one time, I let the I let the DVD run because usually what happens is I get to the end and I'm like, gosh, I haven't seen us. And I then rewind it again. Yeah. And I go back to the beginning and then I watch the whole thing again. But one time I let it go past like the end of the event. And then yeah. what I see is Hay House has put on a special ending with I music. Chills where they just show a slideshow or montage of the photos <laughs> of people who attended that the photographer <sighs> took. And we are chills. Yeah. That is, and you're so cute because I saved it forever. The you because I was getting a facial when you called me that day, and all and I so I got in my car and I listened to the voicemail. And you're like, dude, dude, I'm looking as we're in the DVD. Like, I'm looking on a large screen TV. Our faces. It's the picture of us. Oh my God, we're at the news. <laughs> you were so happy and excited. Oh my God, it was so cool. I was just telling somebody else on the phone the other day, another one of my friends that like, it is for some reason, it's very rare that anybody ever does an impression of me to me. <laughs> and somebody did like a three second impression of me on the phone just as we were talking. And I lost my, I was, I was like, anytime you want to do that, because I get a huge kick out of it, but nobody ever does it. You just did it. And I thought it was highly entertaining. That does sort of... <laughs> So this goes back to like how I would have been. Like we never could have imagined this whole story. Exactly. The yes. whole that's thing, the whole universe's right? control room thing. Stay yeah. out of that. Yeah. And isn't it cool that we don't always dictate how things are gonna go? Because I and you're super intelligent and very creative. Between the two of us, we never in our wildest dreams could have ever imagined any part of this story. And yet we allowed it because the one thing about you and I that I want to share with our, all of our listeners is that most of the time in our friendship of the past, I always get the years amount wrong, but we most of the time we're together, we're in the vortex. Like we just enjoy each other's company. I think we bring out the best in each other. We really appreciate each other. We have similar interests. And so we're always happy and excited to get together. And so we're, that's the energy. It's the energy of the vortex, just that positive emotion. And so, or was that go? So that is the receptive mode, right? Like yeah. anytime in, and it doesn't even have to be that high elation. Mm -hmm. It can, I love, I love, um, I've heard on many of Abraham's live recordings of people will be like, yeah, and I was napping a lot. <laughs> Yeah. I love that one, you know, because that's another um, very receptive mode thing to do is to nap, you know, releasing yeah. resistance. Anytime we're release releasing a resistance, we're in the receptive mode. So, yeah, I mean, if we would have gotten it in instantly, we would never have had this amazing story of allowing. And um, yeah, there's one, there's one final aspect of the timing thing I want to talk about. Um, I love this picture of us. It's so great. I haven't seen it in quite a while because I keep it behind my bookcase. But um, I was gonna say I have <laughs> I have it on my coffee table. 
And now I was going to show this on the podcast. So I actually framed it. <gasps> oh, look at that. <laughs> oh, my God. That is so awesome. I like the frame. That's a bitchin' frame, dude. Yeah, is that cool? Yeah. Um, so, um, Joe, and I'm blanking on his last name. Vitali. Vitali, yes, in The Secret. Um, at one point talks about how, and it's, he's just sort of giving an example, but I always feel like, oh, that's a weird example because I think it could trip a lot of people up. But I think what he is talking about when he suggests it is a solution to people. This is just how the secret kind of gives the surface level and it doesn't go, you know, if you listen to, uh, you know, several hundred Abraham YouTube videos, like you and I have, that you get a little deeper dive into it, but I think what he's trying to do with what he talks about is he's trying to help the person who kind of has that not helpful view of patience. Like, yeah, I, okay, I'll visualize things, but I know they'll take a really long time, which is actually the opposite of demanding it too quickly. It's like, you're still telling the universe when to bring it and, and sort of get out of that business. However, his antidote to that for somebody who's like, they are their energy is delaying things his suggestion is to and he, i think he says like make a command to the universe write down the amount of money be specific and say that it you you expect it in 30 days or something like that and that one line of the secret has been super problematic for me because the way he says it it makes it sound like we can control the timing of the manifestation, you know, and I th I'm interested in your thoughts on this, of course, but like what I've come to understand since then is you can, but it's really tricky. And personally, with the, with the way most people in the modern world's personality is, like if I was working with someone as, a, as an art of allowing coach like you do, I wouldn't recommend anybody try it unless I knew them really well. And like their personality could handle it because I think what he's talking about there is you're commanding the universe. You're saying like, I need, I want to manifest this in 30 days, but you're still letting go of how it will show up. Like the time is the only thing that that's the really the only constraint you're putting on it. And you're saying you're willing to like, just let go of the whole rest of the thing. But and, and it's not so much that you're this is a really tricky thing to talk about, I feel like, but you're not actually like controlling it. What you're actually saying more is to the universe is. By giving this timeline, I'm saying that I'm worthy of receiving this amount. And I don't have to wait the rest of my life for it. Mm. You know, it's a way of affirming for the universe that. I'm ready. I guess that's what it is for me. It's like, I'm ready to receive it. And sometimes we humans need like a deadline. We need to use a deadline for that purpose. Like, because if we don't feel like we deserve something, we can want it. But again, we'll think that it has to come at some someday, which is actually kind of, if we're going to be honest, we're saying never behind, you know, between the lines. And I think what he's trying to do there is suggest that like you can, by making that sort of what he calls the command to the universe, you can say, I'm worthy of receiving this. I'm ready to receive it soon. I'm not in a, I'm not, I'm no longer stuck in a belief that I don't deserve it. So I have to do a whole bunch of stuff and wait a long time to get it. Cause I think that is one thing a lot of people struggle with when they visualize things and they don't show up is that it triggers a sense, any sort of unresolved sense they have from their early childhood trauma or whatever of not, not being worthy of what they're asking for, not deserving what they're asking for. And what you are so good at pointing out um, frequently is that whatever spirit has put into your true heart and spirit is something you want, you're already worthy and deserving of it. Like that question is all up here in our brains. Like the universe is not discussing that at all. That's something that we're, if, if that's a block, like I don't deserve the new car, that's something that our human selves has just yeah, invented yeah. and Yeah, we were born out. deserving yeah. and worthy and we will die yeah. deserving and worthy. Yeah, um, a couple of things here. So the, 
the the timing, you know, setting dates for things mm -hmm. has never really worked for me. Yeah, and I think I think part of that is because I've had more doubt than belief yes. on those things that I've wanted, and that plays a huge role because doubt is resistance, and belief is allowing. Yeah, and so, um, yet the universe, as I said earlier, can you know, when we ask it's given. And so we can have stuff materialize that quickly. Yeah. Um, for instance, I remember one week years ago hearing, cause I hadn't seen Carrie Underwood yet in a concert. And I was running out of artists to see cause this three year period I'd been to like multiple concerts, you know, like six of them a year. And I was like, oh, I'd like to see her. And, and I, the, so the DJ was saying, yeah, I, on Monday we're gonna, begin giving tickets away all week. And I'm like, I want to win some. I'm going to, I want to, I'm going to win some. And so uh, Monday morning I was driving to a customer's house and I, the radio was like, oh yeah, be the ninth caller. And I immediately dialed in and I won the tickets. First thing Monday morning, I won the tickets. And I, and with that story, I didn't know that was going to happen, but with that story, I had more belief than doubt. Mm. Yeah. So That's belief is a, that's what happens for me when I do the date thing is that the date instead of it does the reverse of I think what Joe Vitelli was trying to teach people to do, which is I think he was trying to use it as a way to trust the universe and to build your faith in the universe. So if you're really open and you and you don't do what I do with dates, um, you make that command, the money shows up in 30 days and that strengthens your belief. It's not right. it's not strengthening the idea that you control it. It's like, wow. I, I asked the universe for this. I totally trusted it would show up and it yeah. did. And so yep. now my faith is even stronger. Right. What happens for me still to this day <laughs> is that I flip that. My, I should say my brain, cause it's not my heart. It's not my spirit, but my logical mind that often gets me into trouble, um, flips it and makes it into a test of my doubt. And so instead of saying, I would love for a thousand dollars to show up by what are we at? Yeah, it's October 17th when we record this, like by De December 31st and really feeling like I'm in a place of trust, like I am when I order something on Amazon and really letting it just come when it, you know, whenever it should between now and December 31st, what I do is every day I check the score to see if it showed up. Well, so you practice the vibration of it's not there. I'm practicing. It's not here yet. I doubt it. This stuff doesn't work. I knew it, you know, like all my cynicism, all my doubt yeah. and it doesn't show up and I get really and I have the opposite experience. I think Joe Vitelli wants people to have, which is <laughs> what am I doing with all this art of allowing stuff? Like, uh, it doesn't work, you know, and it's like, I have had way more success, um, not having a date. And one funny thing was I did. I had this time, I remember in 2000, it was either the end of 2011 or beginning of 2012, where I really needed some money. And um, it might, I don't remember exactly what it was, but it might've been that I wanted to move to the West Coast. And I, I knew part of that, it wasn't gonna happen immediately, but part of that was, I was gonna need a car. And so somehow I came up with this number of $14,000. And I don't know what I did. I if I looked at used cars on the internet or something, but I came up with like, I need $14,000 for a car or something like that. And I remember I did what they, I, I did the check thing or that they have in the secret where you oh, wrote, yeah, yeah. I wrote yeah. out the check. I took, I got really happy. I took pictures of myself. I was doing a lot of like looking at visualization images in the morning during that period. So I had it in this little slideshow, mm. see me like smiling the 14,000. And I had a deadline on it that I think was like three months out because I felt like it's not too bad. Yeah. But I think I totally did the whole like, you know, well, it's one month and it's still not here. What if it, you know? Yeah. What if it doesn't, it's not here yet. It's not going to show up. Oh my God. When this my doesn't work. So, so fast forward to years later, I moved to California. When I moved to California, my, all four of my, natural biological grandparents like my parents parents had been alive my entire life uh until i moved to california and um which is very unusual for some i mean i was 
I was 42, 43 when I moved out here. So, I mean, to have all four of your grandparents alive, healthy in your life for that long is unusual. But then, you know, then they did start, you know, leaving uh, this material plane. And when both, both my mom's folks went first, like my mom's mother left and then my mom's dad left afterward. And um, I had no idea, like we never talked about money, like in terms of how much money people had or whatever. Um, in our family, it just wasn't a topic that we would discuss. So I didn't have any illusions that I was, you know, my grandparents, both sets of my grandparents and my parents and my sister and I were just sort of run of the mill, middle-class Americans. Like none, none of us had any great fortunes at that time. So I didn't expect any, I never had expected any inheritance from any of my grandparents. Cause I've like, I hope they spent it on big, whatever money they had in their retirement, I hope they spent it on great vacations and whatever medical care they might've needed towards the end or whatever. And um, I think it was, I think it was Kelly, my sister called me one day and this was long after my grandfather had passed. So it was, I guess a bunch of legal stuff had worked its way through and everything. And she's, if it, if it was Kelly, she said, oh, you, you know, there was some money left over as an inheritance and they wanted you to have some of it. So I, I'll be sending you a check. And I was like, I, my mind was blown because I just had never, yeah. it had never, I'd never even occurred to me that I would get that. And I said, oh my gosh, how much is it? And she said, it's $14,000. <laughs> like oh like, that's something <laughs> oh so it was that's you know so i think that was special. 20 yeah i don't remember exactly what year it was like 2013 yeah. 2014 so it was yeah. a couple years later you know yeah. and what's amazing to me about that is i feel like because what i was tempted to think was just like well i screwed it up you know like yeah, i put yeah. the date on there and all that visualization and all that getting yeah, it. and it's yeah. I didn't totally screw it up. I just yeah. delayed it. <laughs> you know, but the thing is, honestly, all of the things that I needed money for to get from uh, Maine, where I had been living with my family for a while, to California, totally showed up in this. That that's a whole story I should tell sometime about how I actually got to California with no money. Yeah, for there. sure. But the other thing is that fourteen thousand dollars. I had just had a one of my two massive car accidents that I've, that I've had here in Los Angeles where another driver just blew through a red light or a stop sign and just like destroyed the car that I was driving. And I needed to buy a brand new car and I could not wait for the whole insurance rigmarole. Uh, my insurance at the time didn't cover like a replacement or whatever. So I needed to go buy a new car. And um, I didn't use all of the money for that car, but I used a lot of it for the down payment. And it was really just like, it was perfect timing. And my uh, mother's grandparents had always helped me with transportation. Like they had always, like my grandmother had paid my car payments for a while when I was in my twenties and I had my first car, she would help me out with car payments and stuff like that. So it was just, it was very like, it, it was just like we talked about with the photos. It was like, I didn't need that $14,000 when I thought I needed it. And when I needed it, that's when the universe delivered it through my grandparents. And I just think like, yeah, that's why for me, I wouldn't discourage people from trying. I I think I know people who are really like good at like letting go of things. <laughs> and for those people, I'd say, yeah, you know, put the put the date on it if it's important. Absolutely. You know? Like if it, something me, works it for you, work. do it. <laughs> yeah. But for me, yeah. it doesn't work. For me, it's really like, I think what I try to practice around timing is like this concept of spiritually soon which is that middle ground, which is, oh, I'm not like going spiritually soon. Yeah. Like that. I'm not saying it's going to take forever, but I'm also not going to put the universe on a, on a schedule and track it, yeah. you know, like, I'm just going to trust it'll show up soon, yeah. <laughs> you know? And it goes back to that whole doubt and trust. Yeah. Like if you're trusting, like you just know, yeah. Oh, then by all means, yeah. if you have some doubt, be gentle. Cause yeah. From your experience and my experience, it doesn't work very well. I have yeah. doubt, too much doubt and not enough belief. Yeah. Wow. This was cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I love how at the beginning of the episode, you're like, yeah, I don't really, I don't really <laughs> love that card. <laughs>
I actually, I liked it, but I didn't think it was going to talk. It was going to be the discussion about timing that I've been wanting to have. I really am glad that we had that conversation. <laughs> but we hope you enjoyed it and got something out of this conversation. Thank you so much for listening. Um, uh, if you listen to the audio version, thanks so much for watching us. If you watch us on YouTube, Stephanie, if people want to get in touch with you, where, how can they do that? Uh, www.powerenjoy.com, P-O-W-E-R-I-N-J-O-Y. And I have a free 30-minute discovery session for you. So I look forward to hearing from you. And if you want to get in touch with me, you can follow me and write me a message if you want. On Instagram, I'm at Colin, C-O-L-L-I-N underscore Daniels, D-A-N-I-E-L-S underscore W-O-R-S-T-E-R. Um, thank you so much for watching and listening. I also uh, want to make a pitch again. If you uh, enjoyed this episode, if there's something about this episode that you enjoyed, uh, there's a particular insight that sort of popped out to you. Um, leaving us a comment and letting us know what that was is really helpful for us um, because we, we would love to uh, uh, hear from you, uh, the folks that watch and listen. Um, I know in the podcast you, version, you can't leave a comment for us, but you can email us. Um, we're at co-creation station, no spaces or punctuation in that. And then one, 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 one. So four number ones there at gmail.com. Um, we'll respond to every email we get as well. And we would love to hear from those of you who just listened to us. So thank you so much. We wish you a prosperous, wonderful and fun-filled week. And we'll see you next time on co-creation station. Bye everybody. <laughs>